Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Era Podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on Stage, and I am joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on Stage. And we have a very special guest here with us today. I am so excited. Her name is Dr. What is your first name? Dr. Maria Dominguez. Oh, Maria, Maria Dominguez. Dominguez. But then people tend to, you did very well, I, I'm from El Paso. Yeah, so Maria I, Dominguez. I just Dr. D in we'll Got it. <laughs> Maria Dominguez. I don't know if I said it. Good or bad, Dominguez. Dominguez. Um, She's from Ohio. I know that's the Midwest, but it is not. Uh, yeah, you know what the Midwest is young and reckless. Kanye line. Yeah, you're doing good, Liz. Um, I'm super, super excited to have you here. Um, thank, thank you so much for joining us, and I'm really excited about our conversation. We just did a whole bunch of like conversations shout out to the boo hive um if they are listening because they gave me some additional questions to ask chad it's gonna be a really good conversation um but before we get started we want to do a few announcements not a few just one <laughs> one announcement what is that announcement the love our conference i feel mm-hmm. like i promote this all the time but there are still people who do not know that's the algorithm list. that i know the algorithm, algorithm. Be hating. It makes me so frustrated. Um, but the Love Hour Conference is coming July 9th, 10th, and 11th. Oh, it's coming. In Atlanta, Georgia. It is going to be a time, I promise you, that was super churchy. But it, we're, we're going to have, have a high time in the Lord. Whoa, money <laughs> I'm so excited about the conference. We have some amazing speakers. But beyond that, it is going to be an experience. I promise you that. We just had our plus one over the course of the weekend. And a lot of people were like, Melissa, this was decorated low-key like a wedding. But wait for the conference, though, what okay? Wait. When it's There's an actual vow renewal ceremony, y'all ain't even going to be ready. So um, if you're interested to hear more about it, please go to thelovehour.com. All the right time. Another quick announcement. We started Kevin Stage Studios Patreon. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, shout out to the 95 We're watching live here. And here we're letting you watch this early because uh, we just want to give you a taste of what it tastes like. Um, <laughs> people have asked us to let them support. Yes. And I've been against this. I have too. I don't want people to feel like I'm begging for their help. And mm-hmm. people are like, dude, I, I asked. Mm-hmm. So um, new office paperwork just came in. And I was like, you know what? People can be able to help. <laughs> people should be able to help. <laughs> people should be able to help. Because that paperwork was like, oh, y'all want this monthly? Mm-hmm. So uh, KevOnStage.com, under the Patreon banner, you can donate whatever you want per month. And we will use it to help bring you this free, clean content. If you don't do it, we don't feel bad. We love you anyway. Um, okay. Please do it. But please do it as well. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to jump right in. I do not have a that or this, this or that question um, this week. I was trying to find one, but I'm using my phone for different things. So, child, we ain't got one. So, we're going to jump right in. You okay, ready? ready? Actually, before we actually get started, I should allow you to introduce yourself. Oh, okay. So, um, please tell our audience who you are and how you got started. 
Okay, so I am a marriage and family therapist, and I am also a military spouse. So a lot of the clients I <gasps> oh, have. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're military brats. Me, yeah. I, me and Liz. Yeah, that's we met I'm on a military like, base. That's why I'm. Military. We kissed on that base, mm, Fort Lewis. Wait, which, which state is that in? Washington. 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 Okay. Yeah, we okay. was kissing in that little house where everybody's house looks the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember this when we were kissing? Houses? Unnecessary detail. I first Continue, kissed, we Dr. D. Teeth, and she was like, "This ain't gonna work." <laughs> but it did. It did work. But that first did. kiss was like, "Ooh, <laughs> tough." And it um, was a hard click. It was like, "Kling, so kling, dramatic." Ah. No chipping. No chip. Okay. That's no good. chip. <laughs> Y'all learn from it. We learn from it. Just back up a little bit. <laughs> it was me. I was excited. I jumped right in. Like, I, I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm currently in the Missouri area. I have been in Kansas and in Hawaii, and that's why I'm licensed in multiple states because we move around a lot. And mm-hmm. I also um, do some life coaching as well. Oh, Are you Afro Latina? Yes. I just my learned about that. Father is from Turks and Caicos, and my mother is from Puerto Rico. Wait, that's how you pronounce that? Well, it's Turks and Caicos or Turks and Caicos. Okay, I, I definitely like, yeah. I sound so. like a dumb. We're in down to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> I had a dream of going there. When you said, I was like, I, that's probably why yeah, I never been. There's, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying it the way that local people mm. will say it, but I've heard both from different. Okay, members, got it. So, cool. Where were you in Hawaii? On on, Hol- on Honolulu, AMR. Um, we were at Schofield Barracks. Oh, so were we, but we lived oh. in AMR. Oh. But my dad was stationed in Schofield. How long were you there? Three years. Yes, yeah, same. We Did were stationed like um, never in Hawaii. <laughs> I just wanted to jump in the conversation because y'all was like, oh, girl, oh, girl. And I never got to Hawaii. I was there when I was in um, school. So I was in, or they call it intermediate school. Um, so I was there seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, like in... Nine, when did I start high school? 97, so 96, so like 95, or maybe 94 to like 97 or 98. So was it military schooling? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, oh okay. no, 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 actually local? it wasn't. It was okay. a, yep. Yeah, local, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, school in the economy. Um, uh, so thank you so much for introducing yourself. So what we want to do today is talk about how not to lose me after becoming we. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that is near and dear to my heart because a lot, we're actually going to do a um, year wrap up, like a year of what we've learned on podcasting for a year. And one of the like biggest um, comments that I get, especially like towards the end of this year, more specifically after we did the plus one, I got a ton of people in my inbox and even like friends texting me and was just like, Melissa, it has been so amazing to see like your growth over the course of this last year. I just came off my job last year and just to see like where I started versus mm-hmm. where I am today has mm-hmm. been amazing. Um, but it took me a process to get there because for a long time I felt like I was okay with minimizing myself and allowing my husband to be um in the forefront husband and didn't ask for it no no no, ask, no, no, no. Yeah. no 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 i didn't even know you was minimizing i, no. ain't never asked on minimize. I, I absolutely yes i absolutely would agree that you didn't ask that of me it is something that i took on 
on my own accord as part of like, again, we always talk about like these definitions that we hold as to what it means to be a wife. And you think about being the support system. You think Mm -hmm. about being a mom first. You think about making sure all of these things are done and you go out into the workforce and do whatever it is you need to do. And in the meantime, you get to a point where you feel like you've literally lost yourself. Mm -hmm. And that revelation um, is scary. And so we want to talk about uh, it's scary. Let me go back just really quickly. It's scary because sometimes you think that you have lost yourself. um, You lost. Wait, what are you trying to say, Melissa? Uh, You were the expense or the sacrifice for your relationship. And so in order to rectify it, you have to lose the relationship. Right. And and then I would ask, like, is it really the relationship or you feeling like you need to fulfill this role so this dynamic can continue? Because how can we really be partnered or in relationship when we're not even present? Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. Say Maria it again. Dominguez, you yeah. came out the gate with yeah. the bang, bang with the Deontay Wilder of information. <laughs> So, so like you said, a lot of times we internalize these scripts that we receive, mm, right? Internalize these scripts. Mm-hmm. So we think if we're wifey, we need to be doing this. As a support system, we need to be doing this. And a lot of what I encourage people to do is like, slow down, mm-hmm. really define what you're saying. Because we're saying support, but support isn't the same thing as you just falling back and letting somebody else call the shots. And then you just figuring out how to adapt. Like support... I still got my thing going. I know what I'm good at. I know how I can support. Like, you have a whole team here of people supporting you, and each person is shining in their way so that the whole bigger system works. Mm -hmm. It's not whatever is important to me or whatever I got going doesn't matter because you, this kind of pseudo-dominant, like, Mm -hmm. role or facade that comes up, that's not what needs to happen. And so... If I am present, then I can be in relationship. If not, I'm just doing, I saw another conversation you had where you're talking about like the cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And that's similar to like that shadow that, that I talk about is because you are just trying to fit within this structure that has been created versus you just authentically connecting and being Man, there. That was that, good. That script is good. Have you seen the show Westworld? Yes. Okay, so I, Melissa hasn't seen it. Um, but we use a lot of things from it. They have um, so it's all about like robots, mm-hmm. and they have core programming. This yes. is to listen to people. Yes. So yes. that scripts thing you made made me think of that. Like these are this is what a wife does. A wife right. cooks. A wife cleans. A wife does this, and anything outside of that is me not acting like a wife. A husband provides. A husband doesn't show weakness. Mm-hmm. A husband doesn't show fear. But in our relationship, Melissa and I, we realized that those scripts. Like trying to keep those was hurting our relationship. Yes. Like Melissa was like, I need you to be vulnerable. My core program was like, no, no, you must be strong. You must be strong. But I realized it was either keep to this script or lose this relationship. Mm-hmm. And that almost rhymed. Mm-hmm. So I made that. <laughs> yeah. Because it almost. Yeah. Does. But I feel like that's a lot, a lot of stuff we, Melissa and I talk about is like shaping your own relationship and not using the the cookie cutter or the outline or the of everybody else. Like right. the most important thing you can do is love and support someone. And yeah. that looks different depending on who you're with. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I love what you're saying. I want to continue with that because it's about learning like in my work, be your own programmer. Like you understand this is the program. script that yeah. was given to me. This isn't serving me well. This isn't right. working out. So how can I define this for myself? Mm-hmm. How can I adapt this? How can we create a new script that works for us? Yes. Okay, so I really this is short circuiting. I like, know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I Every time she gets really excited, she's like, <laughs> 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 information. 
If Lissa had a penis, she would get erect only for information. She'd be like, oh, girl. How did we get here? Because that's how you'd be like, mm, you said something so good. <sighs> You're so out of line all the time. It would just be a, a penis for information only. She'd be reading a book like, mm, that study said what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand you. Um, I love the idea of a script. And the reason why is because with scripts come cues. Yes. And those cues create a dynamic and that creates a storyline. Yes. And so what we don't realize, something that Esther Perel always talks about is how all relationships are dynamic. And if you want to um, change your relationship, start by changing yourself. Mm -hmm. So even just the phrasing of script kind of like lends itself to this idea that I have control over this dynamic. Absolutely. And by choosing whatever I'm choosing, I am um, creating a response for my partner mm -hmm. and that's creating a storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Absolutely. good. Uh, while we're talking about creating a storyline, let's talk about the fact that we are entering 2020 and a lot of us want to create something new for ourselves, whether that's um, body, mental, or whatever we want to do. We want to go into the new year being our best present selves. You need Noom. I'm going to tell you why. It is so much more than just about losing weight and getting in shape. It's about learning healthier habits and feeding and feeling better about yourself, whether that's from more stamina to keep up with your busy life or finally getting into those gold jeans, being more in tune with your body needs or practicing more self-care, especially as women. Again, we get into these roles and these modes of like what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a mom, and we put ourselves last. In 2020, put yourself first and sometimes that looks like exercise sometimes that looks like getting up 30 minutes early and taking that time and dedicating it to yourself um, taking care of yourself pampering yourself is not always a manicure and a pedicure sometimes it literally means saying no to the burger and going to do a 10 minute workout that's sometimes what pampering means. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make a big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash love hour. Love hour. What do you have to lose except the weight? Uh, visit Noom dot com slash love hour love to start hour. your trial today. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash love, uh, love, love hour. Love hour. The last weight loss program you will ever need. That was like deep real quick mm -hmm. in this. So I have some questions. When you and I were um, talking on the phone, you talked about this idea and you kind of alluded to it just now. Mm -hmm. um, this idea of being a shadow versus being a support system. Can you give us your definitions of what that means? Okay. So um, I did a post about it where I like listed it. So I don't. I'm going to say what I remember off the top of my head. Okay. But um, a lot of the times it's about being very clear about, okay, what does it mean to support somebody? Mm -hmm. When we support somebody, we are clear about in which ways we're doing it. So I can support you financially. Mm -hmm. I can support you emotionally. I can support you just with time and space. How is it that I'm supporting you? And being very conscious and aware of that. So that's like one way of support. A lot of times when we get that confused in what I call like you kind of just being someone's shadow that could look like so many different things mm -hmm. it's like whatever the person needs right there then i'm just there i'm just filling in yep. the filling in the gaps filling in the space sometimes i need to extend myself sometimes i need to make myself smaller depending on what this kind of more mm -hmm. dominant person 
is doing or how they're operating at that time. So it's less about you and what you could do and what you can offer and the ways in which you could connect and then more about just figuring out how to accommodate yourself to whatever this person is doing. That's a really good distinction. That's a really good distinction. I think we um, do confuse that idea of support versus shadow in being, I'll be whatever you need me to be. I like that, yeah. I will be a chameleon to fit whatever, and it's no, it's not about like our vision, it's about your vision yes. and getting in where I fit in. Yes. Instead of coming together, creating something, and then like you said, you play your role, I play my right. role, and we're creating something together. Yeah, and I like using like kind of like a dance. Like when we dancing, sometimes you lead, sometimes I lead, sometimes mm -hmm. we have our solo parts, sometimes, but whatever's happening, we're complementing each other in that's the action. Good. That's a great Versus analogy. just responding to this one person that's continuously taking the lead. That's so good. How do you deal with with like competition I feel like sometimes um, you can feel like I'm competing for the lead with my spouse yeah and so that that again I would be like okay where I would want to know a little bit more like where is that coming from like you're competing for what is it competing mm -hmm. for attention is it competing for who's making how much money like what is it what where's the competition coming from what's the basis of that mm -hmm. and then once you could figure that out then you could go back and do what we were talking about like be your own programmer is this what's serving me and us well and how do I change that good did you have something you want to say Kev mm -hmm. um so when you're in, for example, military spouse, I gave this example um, before we got started. My, I grew up military, my mom, I mean, my dad was in the military and with that came us moving literally every three years. Like mm -hmm. that's just kind of a requirement of being in the military. Yes. And so my mom wasn't ever able to fully plant herself in a job and really like flourish, so to speak, because in three years you don't have to pick up and leave mm -hmm. and so when my parents got um divorced i remember my mom having a conversation with my sisters and i and telling us that um you guys don't understand and we didn't you know we were young um but you guys don't understand the sacrifice that i made you guys always give it to your dad and the sacrifices that he made and you know Right at least so. Right, yeah, right, he did right. a lot. But you guys also don't understand the sacrifices. I sacrificed my career following being a shadow for your dad, basically. And so as women, you know, men and women, but as women, when we find ourselves in these positions where we're 20, 25 years married and you feel like I have lost myself trying to build up my spouse. I've lost myself trying to build up this relationship. I've lost myself trying to ensure my children were intact. Mm -hmm. And then you want to get out of that relationship because you feel like it is the fault of you losing yourself right. like how do you get to a point where you can reconcile those two things right and so it's about understanding there's a difference between the bond and the connection and the dynamic that that Ooh, tell us more is operating from so one dynamic that we've kind of been talking about and this is borrowing from Bowen family systems okay. is the under functioning and over functioning dynamic and that dynamic the over functioner that's the person they got everything together they're doing well they're career oriented they like on paper they're the ones that everyone goes to for help like anyone needs any advice or anything they're the ones to go to they look great on paper and then we find them 
with someone who might appear to be the underfunctioner. They're the problem. They're the one that's always sick. They're the ones that always got something going wrong. They're the ones <laughs> that like don't know how to do, you know, whatever, always needing help, et cetera, et cetera. And then we see that in that dynamic, the longer it happens, the more entrenched it becomes. But it's the dynamic that's the problem, not those particular individuals. Because we could see Let's say someone's an overfunctioner at work. Like okay. at work, they're the ones that are calling the shots. They're kind of like, you know, getting into everyone's business, trying to be micromanagers. But then at home, they're underfunctioning. So it's not a personality trait. It's a dynamic of the relationship. Oh, that's so good. I just want to pause you really quickly because when you're at a point where you're like so resentful or angry at a relationship, you're not like attributing this to a dynamic right you're attributing it to the person absolutely yes. i gotta get rid of you yes and then that is where we have a lot of this heartbreak and all of these things because then we see the person that we love as the problem you're the cause of all 100 things when we look at it from that perspective what could you do about mm -hmm. it you gotta leave them or her divorce seems to be the only option yes. exactly because <laughs> you're then, the source of my problems yes and becomes that all or nothing like i either keep on dealing with this because right. this is all i'm gonna get from you right or i need to go off on my own and find my freedom and be my best highest self etc cetera, etc cetera. when we understand that these are dynamics at play that don't only exist in the partnership of you two like you could go and find somebody else and find yourself operating from those same because wherever patterns. you are you wherever are you go there you are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know, that is yeah yeah i was just gonna say cloudy with a chance of meatballs which is a great uh movie for marriage he um he had put some spray on shoes on and he got embarrassed they were making fun of him so he ran away and he and in the narration was like no matter how far you go you can never run outrun your own feet mm -hmm. so people always feel like oh, if i'll move here i'll be different wherever you go that's where you are mm -hmm. so if you're taking those same uh thoughts experiences approaches to life to that new relationship you're gonna find out um, that's how it ends. You know, a funny, funny story. This girl I used to know, she got cheated on for like eight guys in a row, right? So I'm like, or a relationship norm violated, um, <laughs> eight guys in a row. So I was talking to her about it. Like one time, like the first time, what happened was he like legit cheated. He snuck out, blah, blah, blah. She found his phone, all this. So then after that, she was like, every relationship after that, I went through every one of their phones. And when they would tell me stuff, uh, I would I would I never believe them. So I was always questioning them. And then when they want to break up with me, I wouldn't let them because I wanted to be around them. So I was like, so you ended up forcing, not forcing, but your actions would cause these dudes to cheat. You would they would you would act like they were cheating, and you would treat them like you're cheating. Then you wouldn't break up when they break up. So then she was like, I mean, I was I was just like seeing the pattern. She was like, oh my god, like I was causing my own like pain and turmoil because that one time it legit happened and then she kind of like manifested it in future relationships because she took that same hurt pain baggage whatever into the other relationships and she acted in a way that pushed people away without letting them go yeah and i feel like um we probably do that maybe not that exact thing but we do that type of thing in our relationships and you wonder how do i keep end up with these same kind of guys of same type of people and people keep treating me this way how is it you know mm -hmm. what i mean and i think it's because of what you just said what we do and we are bringing that we're bringing our dynamic into the new relationship yeah. you know and i want to connect what you said with what you said a lot of that is because our focus is on the other person versus on ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So then when we see the other person as a problem, we're not going through what, what you helped her do, reflecting like, how am I contributing to this? Dynamic? Right, right. What role am I playing in this pattern? What when you're just focusing on this person is the problem. Yep. 
then you can't go through that process of figuring out how might I be enabling this? Mm. What role might That's I be hard, playing That's hard, Dr. In D. This? Don't nobody want to do that self-work? We, we, we don't, but then when we don't, <laughs> then we find ourselves experiencing these same things over and over. It's just so we much easier to blame lost. the other person. It is. Because, like, taking a look at myself is like, oh, that's a lot. It, like, you mean to tell me I'm getting weight because I don't eat right? No, it's because my real dad is built like me. I was <laughs> destined to be like this. Yes, I just ate brunch carbonara and two eggs and all that, and I didn't work out. That's not, that's my genetics. You know, it's actually funny. I'm joking, but I'm not. People <laughs> always say, you know, like, high blood pressure runs in my family, diabetes runs in my family. I remember I was at a doctor one time. He said, what happens is people eat the same food that their grandfather ate, mm-hmm. and, that's and they don't right. change it. So you, you end up ingesting the same thing that caused yes, the high blood pressure. Yes. It's not a hereditary thing. It's a choice yeah. that your whole hereditary made. So in our field, we use the word, like, intergenerational transmission. In the Bible, we say generational curses. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> so it's because these patterns, these habits, these decisions, these choices we were taught that and those teachings were passed on from generation Makes to sense. generation to generation yep. and then even like recent science is saying like that genetics is not as fixed as we once thought it to be really and so like different parts so i'm of fat because of me <laughs> she like i don't want to i don't really want to have that conversation <laughs> but, but my real dad i saw him and it made me feel better I was destined to be this way, there are right? Mo- there are multiple right? variables at play. Yeah, one of them. Uh, for a relationship, yes, but for body type, no. <laughs> Give me this, Dr. Dominguez. This I, is this all is I have. This is not my field of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the thing. That was a smart one. This is not my field of expertise. I'm going to go back to this relationship stuff. That belly ain't come from nowhere, though. <laughs> what do you, I feel like um, someone just said this, that, like, di- changing dynamics sounds hard. It. Oh, my God. What is. what is the first steps you can think of or offer people to like work on changing those dynamics, which is really changing yourself? Right. Changing yourself and changing your responses to the things that come up. So so first is like taking a step back and reflecting and being in tune with what is it that I want? What is it that is important to me? And how is it that I want to be or show up in this relationship? Once we're able to do that, that I want to show up, Mm. then I can be more intentional about like what I say. Instead, I could connect to you emotionally versus like operating from emotional reactivity. So, you know, tell the difference. Okay, so emotional reactivity is like maybe you look at me some type of way and I'm just like, Mm. what? And then you're like, what? And then. Oh, let me tell you how Melissa does that. Hello. So Melissa does when I'm trying to help. It's, it, 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 from her it comes from a point of view of you trying to be my dad what what you looking at why are you doing this I can do this by myself girl ain't nobody trying to be your dad yeah. but it comes from that thing of her parents taught her and her sister to be independent so any help is seen as their incompetence mm-hmm. right or mm-hmm. she you know what I'm saying yeah and in yeah. my mind it's just like oh let me I know this or I want to help or I want to make this easier so now when she reacts like that I react like man forget you then do it on your own and then when she wants my help I'm like nope yeah. call your daggone daddy who taught you how to do everything he didn't teach you how to edit did he oh you can change oil how about that that dynamic oh, yeah. so that's a beautiful example of emotional reactivity mm-hmm. right we're just reacting to stuff there is not much conscious thought or awareness mm. in, okay, how am I? And, and then unless, like, 
if we're being petty, like that's being petty is like emotional reactivity. Mm-hmm. Like you just being petty to, is emotional reactivity. Yes, you just it trying to so get scientific. the other person to feel what you feel. Yes, like, right? yes. Versus like we're trying to connect emotionally. Like I want you to feel and understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. and you wanting her to feel and understand where you're coming from. Like right. I'm not trying to take over. I'm not trying to like take over your space or make you smaller. You know, like that you're helpless or be the savior or anything. Like I know that there's a yeah easier or faster route i want to be useful etc cetera, etc cetera. and so connecting from yes. that versus connecting from that you know what else i realized that was about good, marriage that, was good. that that so that context and that framing of something totally shapes the way the person views it even if it's after the fact if you say well this is how it made me feel well actually my approach was this x y and z then it's like oh well i was tripping you know what i mean like maybe that's not the scientific way of saying it but you know they weren't that wasn't your intention so then maybe the next time which has happened in our relationship now that she knows that same thing we used this example before greg and mel uh that's melissa's younger sister who's just like her but that with We're more attitude <laughs> um and she's not the sister i like the most her middle sister is the one that i really like but all mel, right all right we got but it. mel did have the baby which is my favorite niece and nephew and just i'm sorry my other ones you guys are old and you have <laughs> tattoos and stuff the baby's still pure um but she was struggling with the suitcase one time when they were at the airport so greg was like you know let me help you she's like nah, i got it i'm from atlanta and so he's she's like all not, right though. yeah but she'd be acting like she is so Greg's like, all right, fine, do it yourself. So then she struggles with it. She's like, you ain't gonna help me? And he's like, ah, just, ah. And he's like, look, I wanna make your life easier. And that's all I wanna do. I'm strong, I'm physically fit, I got a full beard. It's not patchy in any shape, way, shape, or form. But um, so now she understands that and she's not approaching as if you're grabbing this because you think I can't do it. Right. Like, I wanna make your life easier. And that, like, that difference for her and for Melissa and I makes so much difference. And a lot of times what happens is we're so mad at the situation that we can't express that clearly. And we have to take a beat. This happened to me and Melissa over the weekend. We have to take a beat while we're upset and express our intention and our motivation. And a lot of times that context helps your spouse or your relationship partner get a better understanding for why you did what you did. Yes. And then it can kind of like ease their concerns. Right. So that's something Melissa and I are, are, are working on kind of always. Because yeah. the thing, also the thing about marriage that changes is you, like you are changing. So what, and this is Melissa 2.0, what didn't used to bother her now does. So now I gotta make some adjustments that I haven't had to make in a long time. And that requires a lot of work on myself. Right. One thing that I think is so important that you just talked about is, um, uh, what were you going to say? Okay, so we're always projecting. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to do is recognize our own triggers. That takes a lot of like uh, introspective work because yeah. we don't even realize it took a long time. Like part of the reason Kevin is able to articulate like that scenario is because I did the work to be like, okay, so this is what's going on with me. And this is what I need to work on because this is why I'm responding to you emotionally this mm-hmm. way versus saying, or now we're able to say, okay, I was brought up like this. This is my, you know, uh, what do we call it? Your home environment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you stuff. thank you mm-hmm. this is my family of origin stuff this is how this has impacted me now and now this is how it's impacting you and i mm-hmm. and once i'm able to identify that identify my triggers identify why i'm able to respond it allows us both to have grace for each other to kind of navigate right. that path right. but we don't we don't do that we just be like that's just how i am yes yes <laughs> yes and i that- saw a meme that said, uh, if you gonna ma- be married to me, you gonna be married to somebody who's loud and and wrong and don't apologize. 
And I was like, why would you? Yeah. Who would want to? Why yeah. would you present that as a as a quality? Right. Like, why would you want to be with somebody who's loud, don't care if they're wrong, and don't apologize? Like, that's not a like, oh, yes, sign me up for that. But that's how we be sometimes. We take negative parts of ourselves and present them as if they're positive. And, and I want to I want to challenge even that just a little bit, because a lot of times we confuse our behaviors or our habits with our identity. Woo! And it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I could be loud. I could be quiet. I could still be me. Yeah. So what I do and the way I behave and the habits that I create and show up, that is not necessarily part of my essence or my core. Well, you just said something really, really, really good, and I'm going to remember to come back to it. Uh, but also, y'all know when I get excited, I start sweating and stuff. So I want to tell you about Native because they're great. Um, you guys know my favorite one is the vanilla coconut scent. It smells amazing. And something that happens, at least for me, is as I get older, I become more sensitive to um, products. So I started to pay more attention to the ingredients and the things that I'm using on my skin, under my arms included, my face, that kind of thing. Because you all of a sudden will break out or have a rash or have some bumps. You'd be like, what in the world? How did this get here? <laughs> and it's because we'd be using yucky ingredients. Um, and so that's one thing that I love about Native that they use um, ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca and and tapioca starch to absorb moisture. They never test on animals and you get free shipping and returns. Make the switch to aluminum free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on product performance. A lot of times when we think of things that don't have like those harsh ingredients we think that we're compromising on um, the performance but I can tell you as a person who is a sweater that you don't have to do that with um, with Native. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code LH during checkout. LH. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, please visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code LH at checkout. Also, LH. remember that they have um, a wide variety of stuff. They don't just have deodorant. They have body wash, all different scents, and they have even, um, even the uh, fragrant-free ones for those of you with sensitivities to um, fragrances. I also want to tell you about Third Love. You guys know I Third Love because they treat the girls as Jesus high and lifted up. Um, we all know that that's what we like. Our, we're like our girls to be. I had um, it's literally I've overhauled my entire bra wardrobe I don't know if that's the correct term but we're going to allow it to third love they are so comfortable they have half sizes and for my deeply melanated sisters such as myself they have a nude that's in your color I did a giveaway in my book club and um, the lady that I did the giveaway for got the third love bra and I specifically got the nude color for her skin tone and the first comment she said was oh my god I never realized I never had a nude bra is because nude for us ain't nude for everybody but folks don't be remembering that uh but they did third love got us all us melanated folks they have different varying colors of nude and something that is appropriate for you it's my absolute favorite thing they're comfortable they have the straps with the um ridges on it so they don't fall down they're just all the things girl third love knows 
is the perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash lover love hour now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash love hour for 15% off today. All you have to do is take their fit finder quiz. They'll ask you a few questions. Someone tagged me on Instagram with all the like boob shapes that they have where you have to identify like what your boob shape is. And I thought it was quite hysterical, but literally that's what they have you do to find the perfect fitting bra. Make sure you go to thirdlove.com slash love hour and get your 15% off your first purchase. Do that today. Okay. Dr. Dominguez. 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 Something you said that was really important and I need to remember what it was that I wanted to say. Oh, habits. Yes. You talked about how sometimes uh, we confuse our habits with like the essence of who we are. And one of the things that I thought was really um, important is that a lot of times when our spouse, significant other, whoever is challenging us to grow, we actually experience that as a challenge to who we are. And so like differentiating like what we do and recognizing Mm -hmm. those are things that we can do better. Mm -hmm. We can consciously, unconsciously learn to do better, differently, whatever, versus who we are, which is like our values, our morals, our that kind of thing. Those are things you don't want to compromise on. Mm -hmm. But those other things learn to be better and don't take that as a challenge to who we are. I do. I I can admit I take everything as a challenge to who I am. Melissa, um, pretty much all the stuff she asked me. I mean, I can do it. I'm better. I didn't do it. I didn't do this wrong. Like, I think my natural inclination is to defend why I do something, how I thought, as opposed to take the information in because I take everything as a slight. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that's part of the reason I don't want to ask people for help on Patreon because I, I don't even know why I am this way, but I don't like asking people for anything. I don't like telling them anything about money. I just want to avoid it. And even when in relationships, when she you know, bring stuff to my attention, I want to defend before I even give myself the chance to hear what she said. And a lot of times she'll say like, don't take this as a slight, or this this actually happened like yesterday, I believe we were walking through the airport Mm -hmm. and you said something like off the cuff. And I was like, you were like, "Uh, first of all, I wasn't even saying that. And I was just like, but but I don't like, um, and I don't know, maybe because I suffer from like not feeling good enough for anything, like because I was a middle child. Listen, I was a middle child, but like, you know how the memes are middle childs are like over dramatic. I was literally like the worst. Like I had an older brother who had godparents who were rich and took him on cruises. Younger sister who was the baby, who she got baby because she's the baby. And then they just fed me dog biscuits in a cage. And I was like, I'm gonna show all of you in El Paso. You're all wrong. My brother had godparents, sister had godparents, nothing for me. And part of me was like, okay, you'll pay. You all pay. I don't need anybody to do anything. Like when they kicked us out of the studio and the dude was like, well, you can go month to month. I was like, I'll I'll never give you like I was like enraged. Like I'll never give you the chance to hold anything over my head. But that works for a lot of different things like comedy, basketball, games. It does not work in a relationship to come at a relationship from a competition angle is really damaging. So it's hard to be like, you know, you be who you are in every facet of your life. And for your marriage, that stuff don't be well. One more thing I want to say, because it affected my marriage too. I was the boss of a lot of people at a previous company and they would come to me for like help. Like 
ideas, videos, equipment, whatever, and I answer them. Question, answer. Mm -hmm. So when Melissa got into this business with us, she asked me questions like that, and I would talk to her like she was one of my employees. Uh, I just want you to know, it did not go well. Mm -hmm. She was like, first of all, I'll burn this thing down before you talk to me like I'm one of your little employees. Mm -hmm. Even though she was asking little employee questions, I could not talk to her <laughs> the same <laughs> way. I'm what? just saying, I'm expressing myself, but you know what I mean? So I had to learn that, I, I call it, me and Toby went through the same thing. Melissa has the Jordan rules. Like for Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson let him, there's two set of Jordan rules. One is people fouling him, but the more important one is the coach saying, look, the rules for everybody else on the team don't matter. Jordan has his own set of rules because he's a different player, and that's how your wife is. Like she has a set, special set of rules because she's your wife, and you can't apply that same overarching thing you approach the world to to your wife and these are the things that I'm learning and this is why I feel like after 15 years of marriage I'm still just learning because all the stuff that mattered when we were 21 it, that junk don't even matter no more yeah that stuff is like bro who even is that person anymore she had long hair she got short hair she's wearing the big bird shirt I mean she's just she would never do that when she was young just fubu <laughs> but now she feeling herself look at her she looks like a snow queen I am giving you sir snow queen vibes who snow queen snow queen frozen Elsa <laughs> You're giving me Sesame Street vibes. <laughs> the letter of the day is C. <laughs> How you do that there? <laughs> That's the vibes you're getting. But you pull it off. You're a sexy bird. Beautiful bird. I can't stand you. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so I want to touch on, because you said a lot. I did. I'd be quiet for a lot, then I'd talk for a lot. Yeah, so I want to I wanna touch on some of the things that, that you said that were really important. So, you know, like we just met, so I don't mm -hmm. know you like that. Some of the things that you were saying connect to some of like the theory pieces that we were talking about okay. earlier. So you let me know if it's like, nah, this is you doing okay. you doing the most. Oh, I'm excited. Or, for okay, I'm in therapy. So, so <laughs> when we find ourselves, some of what you were describing was that overfunctioning role. Like you know, mm -hmm. you like I got all the answers. I know how to help people. I got it all together. I don't need to ask for help. I don't need to do all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was she was getting Josh things. on her side. I want to stay over here. And then and then th this is kind of where we operate from this overfunctioning role. The way in which this role it serves us in many ways because mm -hmm. like you know you done well for yourself. Yes. And at the same time, it is a disservice to you because then there isn't there's that other focus like, OK, getting these things figured out, these things answered, helping these people out. There isn't that time to reflect on, OK, but what do I need? Yeah. Yeah. That's How fair. am I playing a role in mm -hmm. this? What problems is it that I'm experiencing? Yes. And then you the, the example you were talking about with the like the way you connect with Melissa, that's mm -hmm. different than the way you're going to connect with anybody yes. else, right? Yes. And so I kind of think about this, like, just physically but metaphorically, too. Like, our spouse is often the only people we get naked with physically. Yeah. Also, the only person we get naked with emotionally yes. and psychologically. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know how to get naked, we're just like, no, no, no. Nah, nothing, nothing over here because we're yeah. used to putting on this mask. We're used to dressing ourselves in a certain way to accentuating certain parts of our character and hiding other parts. But when we're with our partner, we can't do that. Let me tell you what's even worse, that was Dr. D. Good, Dr. D. I totally agree with everything. Your partner knows that that ain't you. You know what I mean? Like that version that you create. Like Melissa be seeing through all my stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to the point where she be acknowledging feelings of myself that I don't even acknowledge. And sometimes that is frustrating. Yes. I'm like, girl, you don't know me, but also you do. <laughs> Much better than I know myself. And sometimes that her seeing that nakedness is shameful. 
The same way Adam and Eve, when they saw themselves, they mm-hmm. were like, God, don't look at me. I'm hideous. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels like when a person knows you that intimately that they know when you're having, you know, like when she's special, when she speaks to my ego, like you're, you're having an ego first response. And I'd be like, dang, you don't know that, but you do. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard to be that open with somebody who can see through your right. bull crap. Especially if you're trying not to be naked that much. Yeah. So there are times we want to, you know, we, I can only be this way with you. And that's kind of like the point that when we're growing and increasing our our intimacy, that is what that's about. Like I can be, I can show you everything and you love me exactly as I am. I don't need to have this front up. I don't need to be this certain way. I could take off my Superman cap, my Wonder Woman stuff, and I Mm -hmm. could just be. All of who I am. Yeah. Like so All good. of me. That was John Legend. Yes. Yeah. Whose last name is really just Stevens, but it doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, it, <laughs> it, uh, it does. It did work. It did. Um, Kev, you're deflecting. Did you want to add anything? Am I deflecting? Maybe a little bit, but it's fine. Don't call me out on my stuff. <laughs> hey, yeah, I was deflecting. She was too much on me. I, I know. I know. I was about to That's call the baby in here back. and hug her. Like, she's on me. She's got me. I got to I gotta get her off my chair. <laughs> did you cool. want to add anything? Not, not an add or anything? No. There's did no you want? No, I do have I one more question. I don't want to talk about me. Can't you see? Okay. You see me so well. So I have a question. <laughs> How do you um, differentiate compromising like who you are and growing i mean maybe you kind of already addressed it um so say it one more time like how do you like some people may feel like i am willing to fit the mold of whatever it means to be your spouse and maybe that's like compromising who i am versus trying to actually they're challenging me to grow am i answering asking my question correctly i i think so but I think my like face is like I don't even like that question because mm, tell we, don't, me. we don't have to compromise ourselves to be in a relationship. When we do compromise in relationships and we might compromise like some preferences or we might compromise some habits or some behaviors or we compromise certain things, but we don't have to change ourselves. We don't have to change our um our our priorities, we don't have to change our values, we don't have to change our principles to fit in this partnership. If that is required, that partnership is likely very toxic. That was a good answer, I like that. That I like that a lot. Okay, um, let me find another question. Oh, this is a really good question and Kevin kind of alluded to it earlier. How do we, like let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, I see myself in this. I can see myself heading down a path of like resentment and eventually blaming myself, my spouse for like me Mm -hmm. losing myself. How do you structure a conversation or have a conversation with your spouse so that your spouse doesn't get offended and feel like you are placing all of the blame on them? Right. So first, have that real conversation with yourself mm-hmm. and acknowledge in what ways has the control been something that I just gave to them? Ooh. And in what ways is that control something that they placed on me? Because then once you ask yourself that real question, then you might be like, dang, I shouldn't have been that mad because it really wasn't even him or it really wasn't even Mm -hmm. her. I took that upon myself. I felt like this is what I needed to do. And then you could kind of go through that process with yourself and then go to your partner and say, then talk to your partner with whatever is going on between that Mm -hmm. and then say, you know, when you did this or when you said that, it had this impact on me. And then 
you going through that process, you're already going to have the language to be like, look, this is what was going on for me the whole time. And like you two did earlier, like it wasn't even you. Like you weren't you weren't trying to, you know, force me or do anything like that. But I felt like this is what I was supposed to do. And I took that on myself and I was I was losing myself. I was killing myself. I was contorting myself in the process. You know what it is like? This might be a weird analogy, but hear me out. It's kind of like when she did that, I kind of I kind of benefited from what like white prop white privilege. So hear, hear me out. A lot of times white privilege isn't something that you created and you might not even be aware of it, but you still benefit sure. from it. And I think that's what happened with your approach. Like I didn't ask that of Melissa, uh, but I did benefit from it. And then when she figured it out and wanted to change it, I was like, nah, like go back to that way. Like, because it was easier on me. I didn't have yeah. to, I didn't have to pull my weight in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And when she's like, became aware of it and was changing it, it's what I imagine people with white privilege feel like, nah, man, I never been, I didn't ask for that, but also don't try to change this because right. it's, it's cool for me. Right. And I think that was the biggest thing. Like, and this is why I say marriage can be tough later in your years because something you were used to for a long time, somebody's changing that about themselves and they're not going back to that previous version. And a lot of ways, even if it was bad or wrong, we liked it that way. Mm-hmm. And in order for th- Melissa to move forward, she couldn't be that anymore. Right. So in order for me to move forward with her, I had to adjust. And that can be very hard, especially yeah. at that point. It was like a good 15 years she had been one way, you know, 14, 15 years. And now you're asking me to, to change? Nah, I like the other way. And to figure out how to meet your needs on your own when before there were some of those needs that she was meeting for you. Right? And to add to that, I got to meet more of her needs in a way that I'm not prepared to. Being vulnerable. Now I got to change my core program. It's a lot. Good thing we get to have sex during this time because you're like, man, if we're going to go through all this, at least we get to bust some nuts. Makes it a lot easier when you busted some nuts and some butts. You well, know, in butts, but sex can butt, be considered um, cardio, and um, <laughs> when you're working out, whether that's sex or actually going to a cardio workout, you want to do so in something that's cute and comfortable. So let me tell you about Fabletics. Fabletics. Um, one thing that's really great about Fabletics is that you can take a quick 60-second style quiz into your email. Folks, into your email. I'm going to tell you why you want to enter your email. I know we all get a whole bunch of emails, and you got to be selective about who you give emails to, but you want to give it to Fabletics because... Because discounts. <laughs> Anytime you sign up for an email list, you are going to be in the know with new releases, new collabs, when they're releasing sales, all of those things. You want to do that. And you will receive personalized showroom of pieces specifically designed for you because you're going to take that 60 second style quiz. So that way they'll get to know you a little bit. You'll have an intimate relationship. And then they'll be able to suggest things that you should buy based on your personal style preference. New styles, collections, and prints are released every month. And there's a Fabletics 45 day workout guarantee and they're cute i bought some like pink floral mm-hmm. ones that have like gold reflex in it or something they're they're honestly they're just cute you should work out but like they're actually <laughs> but if really you don't but they're if you also don't, cool just wear around the house that's or what drop i the children off at school yes or while you're thinking about going to the gym yes maybe you actually make it there or maybe you don't but you were cute while you were thinking about it <laughs> uh sweat it out for 45 days and if it doesn't pr- perform return it for a full refund fabletics is offering my listeners an incredible deal you don't want to miss get two leggings for only 20 four dollars that's only twelve dollars per legging that's six dollars per leg six times four 
yeah, we're going to allow it. That's a $99 value when you sign up for VIP. Go to fabletics.com slash love to take advantage of this deal now. Again, that's fabletics.com slash love to get two leggings for only $24. Y'all know y'all about to get your whole resolutions for the new year going. You want to lose weight. Join Noom while you're in Noom. Get your Fabletics. Look cute. Also, free shipping on orders over $49. International shipping is available, and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Go to fabletics.com slash love. Make sure you guys use the slash love. One of the things, uh, Dr. D, that was really good and I started thinking about, and again, I always say this, I'm like, I be knowing stuff, but I just don't be knowing stuff. When Kevin and I, we've talked about um, the birth, I mean, the uh, Mother's Day gift. I don't know if you know the story. I don't think Okay, so. so I'm gonna, and for those of you who may not know. So for, Kevin and I have been together since we were 16 for, we're 36, so that's 20 years. In 20 years, I've never returned any gift he's ever given me. So he bought me um, gifts specifically this last year for my birthday and then for Mother's Day and we returned them. And we had a, a conversation about it. And what I first did though, before I even like went and like attacked him, so to speak, and was like, you don't even know me. Like, this is terrible. You never buy me the stuff that I want. I literally had a conversation with myself and had to recognize that part of the reason we are 20 years into our relationship and he doesn't know what to buy me is because I never spoke up. Oh, I thought this was going to end with me being wrong. No, I've oh, said this before. No, but I just thought it would come. I was like, here we go with this. No, 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 But it no, was no. you. You were taking ownership. Yeah. I'm Child, happy about that. Don't play me. I always say that. <laughs> no, uh, you always do. This one, I really did think you were going to go there. Oh, no, 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 I'm no. I'm glad no. you did. No, no, no. And um, and so once I recognized that and you go back talking about the dynamics that you were talking about earlier, it literally spawned my Just Say It campaign because I recognized it wasn't just here that I was having a problem like speaking up for myself, showing up for myself, like being seen. It was in all of my relationships. And so the moment I decided I need to speak up, I need to say something, I've changed the dynamics in all of my relationships mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is the power of dynamics of the the power of working on yourself first yes. in order to change the story in order to change the script yep. because the script initially was kevin can buy me whatever i want you're that's your cue to say thank you yeah and then shut up and go cry in a corner you struggle his you stroke his ego yes he gets to feel better about himself mm-hmm. and i have less a vested interest in taking the time to see what you really want. I can literally go and say, I like that for her. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't just saying I want it for me, but I think she'll like that. Little to no care about what she real actually like that. Actually, maybe I don't even want her to like that. I want her to have that. Yes. And sometimes I want her to have that because it's a better reflection of me, especially with those shoes, being completely honest. Um, At the moment, I don't think I was as clear with my motive as I am in hindsight because she kind of called me on and I was like, actually, you're right. I I wanted you to have these. But um, those two things happen. And I think that's really important because what happens is we we both had that thing like she had that with her own life. And then I was responding in that way. And then when she called me on it, now I'm really like, well, you you trip. You should have helped me, blah, blah, blah. But now I got to really take some ownership and be like, okay, now. What does she want? How do I even start? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's an interesting how our approach to ourselves affects how other people interact with, with us. us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the way that we show up or don't, that 
impacts the types of relationships we have. So that relationship might ha- not have been as intimate as you desired. Like, why doesn't he know what I want? Mm-hmm. Because the self wasn't there. Oh, I can I pause you guys both here? So good. Here's the thing I think Melissa did that changed the, the potentially negative response of that. Instead of her saying, he doesn't know me, how could he not know me mm-hmm. after 20 years? She said, you know what? I haven't taught him about me. Right. Right. Because that difference is you don't know me. How could you buy me this? You know, I don't like that. Really? I, I don't know that. Like, maybe I should. But if you over 20 years and say, oh, Kev, you know, I'm by no no big flashy thing. That ain't me. Here's what I would like. OK, you right. know, she said that in the 2007 gift I got her. Because one thing about me, I do learn. Like, I'll, I'll take information. But if you have never said nothing, I have no reason to make any adjustments. Mm-hmm. So the gifts get proverbially work, proverbially. The gifts get worse and worse <laughs> because I have no, you know, no feedback. Even like when you shoot a basketball and you miss it, that helps you learn because, you know, I either Absolutely. shot it too far, too hard, right. too off to the right or the left. But right. if you imagine if you shoot a basketball and you can't tell if it goes in or not, you right. can't even adjust. Right. So her doing that allows me to be like, okay, she doesn't like gaudy stuff. I kind of know that. Look at her closet, Kev. It ain't really gaudy. She likes sleek stuff. You know it's what I mean? Rest. Like, and then she wears this big bird thing and I'm like, I got to start all over. <laughs> I don't even know who I would have never thought she would have wore that. But now if I buy her a Big Bird helmet, I'll be like, but you had the shirt already. Don't do that. <laughs> if I buy her some boots, like y'all wearing the same boots, yeah. I wouldn't have known. I I think that... Ah, so the, much, Josh. <laughs> it's just so much. It is a lot. but I, And I think the most challenging part of what we've talked about today really has to do with the self-work. And I think that's the part people don't want to hear. It's the part I don't want to hear because Mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing to do. And you often think I'm unhappy because of you. So you change instead of recognizing the role that you play in, again, these dynamics. Dynamics is so important. Right. Right. I thought you had something something you want to say. No, just. Um, um, Kev, you want to say anything? I'm going no. through these last questions. No, you can say your last question. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say, too. One thing that you were talking about is how entrenched we become in these storylines and these roles. And when Kev was just talking about, um, like, I could have gone. And if I'm being honest, I did start there. Mm-hmm. I did start with, he doesn't know me. Like, let's be clear. I mm-hmm. did start there. Um, but I can tend to be introspective. Maybe it's just because I've been listening to a whole bunch of podcasts and listening and reading everything. Uh, but I had to recognize my own um, shortcomings in not speaking up for myself. And it started literally uh, with my getting my nails done. And the lady was literally burning my cuticles off. And I wasn't saying anything. Guess what? Remember we got this? We got this massage last week. We had a couple of massage. And I asked her, do you, there's a big black dude and a small Asian guy. I was like, which guy do you want? Um, she was like, I'll take the small Asian guy, right? And she made the grave mistake of underestimating massage uh-huh. people and their strength. She, This Asian dude was breaking her body in I was half, about to throw up. And, she, <laughs> and here's the thing. They always check in. Hey, is this too much pressure? What Melissa say nothing. She ain't say nothing. So he was like, all right. Boom, 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 off the top rope. She finished the massage. She walking back to the room. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, that man tried to break my arm. He tried to break my shoulder blade. I was like, why do you not tell him that's too much pressure? Like, you're paying for it. She's like, I just, I don't want to hurt. I'd be in there like, ah, what do you think I am? Can you stop? Wait, this is supposed to feel good. Stop, ah, ah, yes, too much pressure. Ah, ah, too much, ah, ah, softly. You said deep tissue, soft tissue, shallow <laughs> tissue massage. Oh. You going deep? You you went to my blood vessel. 
You done massage a, 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 a white blood cell. I'm good. I'm going to need a massage after the massage. <laughs> For real, that was text. But I didn't on purpose because I was trying to figure out if it was the best massage or the worst massage. But that's beside the point. It was the worst. The, uh, but the, the, okay. It yes. was. But the point is that um, in all of this, I mean, we started off talking about how not to lose me. But the mm-hmm. first part is like recognizing um, who you are. What did you say? Like what's important to me? Mm-hmm. How to show how I want to show up right. for myself, how I want to show up in this relationship. Right. Those are important questions. Um, this is everywhere. Um, those are important questions to have clear about yourself mm. before you go into any relationship. Right. Yeah. right. And knowing what your principles and your priorities are. Your principles because and your priorities. that helps you be able to make decisions with more clarity. Because then you're, if you're compromising on something, then you could compromise based on that and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I'm lost. I lost something or no, like, so for example, like with the military in my situation, I'm choosing to move around every three years because Mm -hmm. I want one of my priorities is for my family to stay together. And so that is something that I'm doing. That is important to me. My career is also important to me. So what am I going to do? How am I going to adapt to figure out how to still maintain and grow and build a career while I'm moving around every three years? And so that's where, like, being creative and finding solutions and things like that comes. I could look at it in the way that you were sharing earlier. Like, this was the one way I saw my life and my career going. And because of the military, and a lot of times it gets personalized because of this person because of you in the army uncle sam you uncle tom i wasn't able to have that vision fulfilled and then that is where we kind of lose ourselves and kind of go down that spiral because not only do we lose that then we also lose our other principles which is family Mm -hmm. which is connection Mm -hmm. which is you know what's funny so melissa really helped me right i'm a stand-up comedian you may know this um, I travel a lot and I was always telling myself I'm traveling to take care of my family right and Melissa was like you I don't remember how we got into it we weren't even arguing we were just talking she's like you need to be honest with yourself like you don't do this for your family your family benefits because of this but your, your kids are not asking you to do this you could work any regular job you need to be honest and say I do this for myself mm-hmm. and then start from there right. and, and work around so then I had to have I could have more honest conversations with my kids about like you know, chasing your dreams and doing this. Right. But also sometimes, just like you said, like the choice of you keeping your family intact, um, sometimes two choices can't have the same outcome. Mm-hmm. So they if you conflict keep, with each other. Mm-hmm. You have conflicting compete. outcomes, competing mm-hmm. outcomes. So if you want to keep your family together, that means your career is going to have to change. Not right. necessarily suffer, right. but you might not be able to have 20 year career in one office exactly. building in one seat. Exactly. But what can you do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's what I had to do with my family. Like I told my kids, I love stand up. I love performing live. I'll probably never do that. I'll never stop doing that. Mm-hmm. But I also don't have to do it for eight months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So can I be smarter about what I do and, right. and condense it to six months? How can I make money in different ways? And maybe I take November, December off and we take our kids with us, which all requires change. But I think one thing we're talking about in our relationships is how you do that in your relationship also affects how you do your whole life. And if you're not really being honest with yourself and understanding who you are, how you want things, how you compromise or whatever, then you're going to have people break your arm in a mm-hmm. massage, talk down to you at work. have pro- You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not just going to be your marriage relationship. Right. Then you're going to feel like right. everybody's against you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you're going to uh, get beat up at work and then come out and take it out on your family Mm -hmm. because you're not standing up for yourself Mm -hmm. at work. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I just, man, I I didn't know this where we're going to go in this conversation, but I think there's a lot of valuable uh, things we've talked about. 
Yeah, I was going to say one of the biggest takeaways um, that you were just talking about, and even with Kevin, it boils down to being intentional. Yeah, I think if you look over your life and you recognize that I came to a point in my life and I made a decision and that's what led me to this point versus I look over my life and all I was doing was kind of going with the wind and being a shadow and mm-hmm. I didn't have input on the trajectory of my own life. That's when you become resentful. Right. Yes. But if you say my number one priority is my family. My number one priority is my marriage. My number one priority is staying together. I also want to have a career. How do I make those two things reconcile? Right. And then I become intentional about making decisions instead of, oh, we're moving in three years. I guess we have to move. Right. Oh, my husband does yeah. comedy. I guess we'll have right. to do like then you feel like life is happening to you. Exactly. And that's when, again, you can become resentful. You know yeah. what else, though? This also can affect your like your relationship with your children. Because I don't know if you see the movie Boyhood. I bring this example up all the time. But the mom in Boyhood got divorced and uh, she was everything to her kids, right? And she had no husband. And then her kid, her, her youngest, was going away to college and she was super sad because she realized, like, I have nothing else to look forward to. Like, she's 40-something. Her kids are both, like, she's done a good job with them and now they're out the house and she's like, I don't have a husband. I don't have my next thing. Like, that's what happens when you are all in on motherhood, fatherhood, all in on work. Like, it affects your other, you know, it's a 360 approach of of letting yourself go. So we tell our kids, like, we're going to take a vacation without you. Mm-hmm. every year yeah. because we want to go to places that we don't want you guys around Right. because all you want to do is be in the hotel and play Wi-Fi anyway and Spain kind of low-key sucked because of you guys <laughs> and I wish I would have just sent you to your grandma's house we wanted to be together but now we just didn't do anything but say eat pizza like I don't, it's, it's, you guys kind of suck right That's we don't fine. say that to our children we do. but I tell also them, like you guys, i mean in my heart i was like you guys kind of messed this vacation up <laughs> so but <laughs> in all seriousness we let them know there's certain things we're going to do without you and that's fine yeah like we are also still kevin and melissa husband and wife we're not always mom and dad right and we don't want to lose mom you know husband and wife and friend mm-hmm. because mom and dad took over you right. know what i'm saying because then again the kids grow up that relationship was a hundred percent of it and now, you're, which also happens in the military a lot, mm-hmm. husband goes, you know, he retires. He's been TDY all this time. Or if he gets, <coughs> like, medically discharged, medically then we discharged. have, like, that crisis identity. <coughs> so what you're touching on is, yes. like, roles, right? Like, when we have one role and that role becomes our identity, then we lose ourselves there, too. Yes. Because we lose athletes, that role. Professional athletes suffer from this greatly. Mm-hmm. When they don't have to go to practice, they're not the superstar. They're, they were good. Now you're 33 and considered old and you never had to be at home. What the heck do I even do? Yeah. My kids don't need me. What military spouses always happen. Mm-hmm. You've been in a war for three years. You come home. Your wife is operating without you, not because she doesn't want you, but because she's had to. Your kids are not asking you to do anything. Right. Now you don't know how you fit into your own family. Right. So you go have sex with some other soldier. Did you want to finish your thought, Dr. D? That the crisis identity. <laughs> no, it was it was just that. Yeah, when we so that was another example. She was when looking we like, playing. wait, what happened? Well, I was like, okay, that sounds personal. That is detailed. Okay. <laughs> I like to end my sentences differently than where you thought they were going when I started mm-hmm. them. Well, I've, I've heard similar stories. <laughs> Um, Dr. D, did you want to um, close out with any like last words or wrap up set or anything we didn't get to that you kind of wanted okay. to discuss? So the you you mentioned um, being intentional and one more I word I want to join to that is like having integrity because a lot of the times we might start going through this process or we haven't completely lost ourselves yet and so we still know like what's important to our to us what our dreams might be mm-hmm. those 
and all of those things, but there is an integrity between our internal self and our external I self. I love that definition. Yeah. And so we aren't acting on them. We aren't speaking on them. Yeah. We aren't like creating systems to help build those things. And so like practicing integrity between who we are internally and the way we show up externally is something that helps us maintain and have more meaningful relationships as well. Love that. Um, thank you so much thank for you. being here. This was a thank really, you. really great conversation. For any of our audience members that want to follow you on Instagram, can you please tell them where to find you? Yes, please. At Dr. Dr. D, the T-H-E-M-F-T. So Dr. D, the <clears throat> Marriage and Family Therapist, MFT. Love it. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, I think that's it. Kev, did you want to have any announcements? No. Thank you guys for tuning in, watching live. Uh, thank you, Dr. D. It was great. Amazing. Yeah, uh, and bye-bye. Uh, All right. Bye. bye. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts.